Well, hey there, my name's Eric Gray, and I'm the Young Adult and Family Minister here at the Regency Church of Christ. I just want to take a minute and say thank you for checking out this message. If you're ever in the Mobile area, we'd love for you to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. And to find out more information about Regency or to listen to other messages from this series, we'd love for you to check out our website at regencycc.org. And we're praying that this message will help you grow closer to Jesus. There are four parts to that text that Ryan just read. Number one, we have a statement of authority. Jesus said that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Number two, we have a statement of mission. You go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Number three, we have the teachings or commandments of Jesus. You are to teach them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And then number four, the promise of his continual presence with us, what we might call the divine with. I am with you always, even to the close of the age. So four parts to that powerful great commission given there in Matthew chapter 28. And those are the theme verses for our upcoming spiritual lectureship, which begins tonight at the Central Congregation, uh, Reaching the Lost. And those, again, that is the kind of the text that we're going to be uh, focusing on. And I want to think about some of the things that we can do to reach out to the lost. I think, number one, we can pray. Pray that God will open doors of opportunity so that we can share the good news of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. So what a powerful resource at our disposal as we ask God to open doors for us. Listen to what Jesus prayed for. This is Matthew chapter 9. Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them, because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. We pray for the lost, and then we go out there and we try to find them. Paul Ask his brothers and sisters in Colossae to pray for him. Colossians chapter 4. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open up to us a door for the word, so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ, for which I have also been imprisoned, that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. Pray that God will open up a door for the word to be spoken. Jesus wanted his house to be known as a house of prayer. And I do believe that is one of the powerful prayers that we all can be praying. God, would you open up a door for the word, and then give us the courage to speak forth that word in as clear way as as possible. So pray. Number two, influence. Let's 
leverage our influence for the cause of Christ. Whenever we have a special activity, let's all try to use our influence to invite someone. And do not ever underestimate the power of an invitation. Because something can come from that. In John chapter 1, verse 43, the next day he purposed to go into Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, of the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Philip did not preach a sermon. He just told Nathanael to come and to see. And sometimes that's what we need to do as well, is just invite someone to come and to see for themselves. And that may be the seed that is planted that can lead to a person's coming to the Lord. You have influence. Use it for the cause of Christ. I may have some time ago mentioned that the Institute for the American Church Growth asked some 10,000 churchgoers this question. What was responsible for you coming to this church? 2% said I had a special need. 3% I just walked in. 6% I like the minister. Well, Andrew and Eric, we can be thankful for that. At least 6% said they liked the minister. 1% I visited here. 5% I liked the Sunday school. 1.5% I attended a gospel meeting. 3% I liked the programs. 79% a friend or relative invited me. Use your influence for the cause of Christ. And maybe one thing you can do is maybe invite a, a friend to come to one of our life group meetings. Sometimes maybe someone would be more comfortable coming to a smaller setting initially, and then we can continue to try to teach them you know, from that. But use your influence for the cause of Christ. Number three, we need to identify our mission. What are we about? What is the mission you know, of the church? In Ephesians 3, verse 21, Paul said, To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so our basic mission is to bring glory to God and to Christ. And we do that by exalting Christ in all that we say and do. We certainly need to try to create and maintain meaningful one another relationships. We also need to reach out to our city and share the good news of Christ. We need to always be on the lookout for service opportunities. We need also to be known as a people of the book, a church that takes seriously a regular and consistent study of God's Word. Now, those may be some of the right answers to our question of the mission of the church. But those right answers must translate into right Actions. 
Number four, involvement. When we become Christians, we become part of the Lord's army, and that means involvement. It entails responsibility. We are to be a community where we give to God and also give to people. Here's how Paul put it in Ephesians chapter 4. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. We are to speak the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him, and what follows is the proper working of each individual apart. People will get involved in what they have an investment in. Investment determines our involvement. And then we need to stand up for what we believe. We need to speak the truth in love, but it is vital that we speak up and stand up for the truth. Acts 5.17, But the high priest rose up along with his associates, that is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with jealousy. They laid hands on the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night an angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison, and taking them out he said, Go stand and speak to the people in the temple the whole message of this life. Upon hearing this, they entered into the temple about daybreak and began to teach. What did the angel tell them to do? Go, stand, and speak. So we've got to go. We've got to take a stand. And we've got to speak. But always keeping in mind what Paul said there in verse 15 about speaking the truth in love. So pray, influence, identifying our mission, involvement, and standing up for what we believe. Well, let me attempt to summarize just a little bit in terms of our efforts to reach out to the lost. I think reaching the lost begins with passion. God's passion for us led him to reach out. And boy, he reached out by sending his one and only son. And we need to try to have that kind of passion as we endeavor to reach out and share the good news with others. But number two, we must honor the process of reaching the lost. It takes Time, it takes patience, it takes persistence. That's part of the process of our reaching out to the lost. But number three, there comes a point when we initiate a presence in the life of a lost person. And so we endeavor to establish some kind of a relationship where we can really do some interaction with that person. But then there comes that point when we must share a verbal proclamation of the gospel. There comes that time when we raise spiritual issues. Someone put it, share your faith, be evangelistic, 
and if necessary, use words. But there comes that point when we have to share that verbal proclamation. And then where I began this morning and here where we'll end, reaching the lost involves prayer. Prayer is certainly vital. You know, Jesus prayed for the lost, as we read from Matthew, you know, chapter 9. He had compassion, and he said, pray that the Lord of harvest will send out workers into his harvest. So that's what we pray. We pray as Paul did. We pray for open doors to be able to share the good news of, of Christ. Reaching the lost. Looking for opportunities to share our faith. It is challenging in this day and time. But I think that's what we are called to do. That's what Jesus told us to do there in Matthew chapter 28. To go teach all nations. Continue to teach them to observe what I have commanded you. But then I think the wonderful part of that passage too is his promise to be with us. And so... It's interesting to me that Jesus tells us to go teach all nations, but it's in the context. He says, if you're not alone, I will be with you always, even to the close of the age. So we just have to be assured of his presence with us as we go out and as we make every effort to reach the lost. And so I certainly will encourage all of you, if you can, how many sessions you can go to, to go uh, to our spiritual enrichment because we'll have a, a, a number of different speakers. There'll be a number of different programs that are out there trying to reach the lost, the house to house, getting to know your Bible, different programs. We're having different representatives come from these different programs that maybe give us some ways that we can be more effective in reaching out uh, to the lost. But that's a challenge for every one of us who is in this room here this morning. God reached out to us. God sent His Son, and now He wants us to reach out and to try to touch the lives of others.